0: We literally have access to any knowledge. We know all the tips, right? There's no question that you have that can't be answered by a quick Google search or a quick TikTok video or whatever it is. We have all of this, but we also are missing a very key link. Welcome to the Same Shit, Different Mom podcast. I'm your host, Carly Ely, mom to two tiny humans certified pediatric sleep consultant, and psychologist. This is the podcast for moms who want to parent in a way that feels intentional and authentic to their way of being. Each week, we'll dive deep into topics aimed to empower and inspire you to show up for your kids in a way that's aligned to you, even when it feels hard. You can also expect actionable strategies and tips on everything from how to get your kid to sleep to keeping your cool when shit hits the fan, literally and figuratively. Whatever season of motherhood you're in right now, consider this your permission slip to let go of the status quo and follow your intuition to your authentic parenting path. Well, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Same Shit, Different Mom podcast. In this first episode, we're going to be talking about what the Same Shit, Different Mom podcast is all about, who the heck I am, and what you can expect moving forward in future episodes. So in this first episode, I really wanted to start off by talking about our identity as a mom because that's a huge part of the way that we show up and the way that the trajectory of this motherhood journey goes. I have found that there really is this one key factor that can really influence the way in which we experience motherhood And it can really improve the ease with which we show up daily for this important job. To kind of give you a background, I've been a mom for five years now. I have two kids. They just turned five and three. I've been a psychologist for almost 10 years. I've always wanted to be a mom. And when I became pregnant with my son, it was an absolute dream come true. And I had a lot of preconceived ideas about what that would look like for me and I think we can all relate to that in a way of you really just don't know what parenting is, right, until you're in it. You can you could make a lot of bold overarching grandiose statements about what you think it's going to look like and what kind of parent you're going to be, and I was definitely that person looked at other parents and, you know, said to myself or somebody else, well, that won't be me. I had already decided, I think, what what my identity was going to be as a mom. And I really didn't think it would be all that separate from the identity that I had before becoming a mom. That being said, I did a lot of research about the type of birth I wanted to have and the type of first couple of years I wanted to have and the way that we were going to feed and the way we were going to sleep and and how we would spend our days and what kind of school they would be going to and what kind of person I would want to help shape them into. I had all of that kind of locked and loaded. And then before I even gave birth, it kind of already started to shed away. So my son was born prematurely. That threw a wrench into things. My water broke prematurely at 34 Sorry, 32 weeks, and I stayed in the hospital till 34 weeks. He was delivered via C section, did not want a C section. So that's one of the first ways in which things did not go according to the very naive plan that I had in my head about how this whole thing was going to look. C section, preemie, stayed in the NICU for 28 days, and we left the hospital every day without our son. So it's never going to look The way that you specifically have it in your head there's that phrase right like we make plans and god laughs and if you're anything like me and you've ever dealt with anxiety or you're a highly sensitive person or you are neurodivergent or anything where you might have a hard time with relinquishing some of that control then this is absolutely for you because it took me five years to really find what I think is the key to our well-being as parents and showing up the way that we would like to and for enjoying our day-to-day as moms. There are names that have been attributed and assigned to parenting styles. There's the helicopter-type mom, the the crunchy mom – the scrunchie mom, there's all these different things. And the way that we show up in motherhood can be heavily influenced, at least it was for me at first, and still is in a lot of ways, but it can be heavily influenced by these invisible and visible factors. We are conditioned by our environment and by the way we were parented from a very young age. And that's just The human experience. We see the way that we were parented. We internalize our experiences as kids. We store memories and trauma and things that shape our ideals and how we want to parent our own kids. We also have the added external factors right now, especially in this society. Of social media, I remember looking for answers for every question I had. I want there to be a solution. I can tend to look at things black and white and want to know the right way. And I think a lot of us are like this, especially when it comes to our kids. We want to be sure that we're doing things the best way we can because at the end of the day, it's the most important job that we have and we care so deeply about doing a good job and, and raising our children to be good humans and have good social emotional skills and to be successful in the world. This can actually, at least in my experience, for me, it was making things a lot harder than they needed to be. There are some who do much better with going with the flow and not letting outside factors really influence their parenting and how they parent, which is great. And then there's some of us who really let those factors kind of dictate things. Either way, at some point in this parenting experience, we're going to have a moment where we realize that we feel like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we're worried that whatever choice we make is somehow going to traumatize our kid, right? Or we're not doing a good enough job. And that's stressful. And that's Brings about more, even more anxiety. So, on this show, we're going to talk about all of the different perspectives, all of the different tools and strategies and challenges and everything that comes along with this experience in a way that really shines a light on the differences, but also validates. Your choices and those choices and those differences, because we really are doing one of the hardest jobs in the world. And we're doing it at a time when, even though we have all of this information, we literally have access to any knowledge. We know all the tips, right? There's no question that you have that can't be answered by a quick Google search or a quick TikTok video or whatever it is. We have all of this, but we also are missing a very key link, and it's that village that everyone talks about. It's that community and that mutual understanding and respect for our differences and how, how our experience is going to look different from other people's experience, and that that's okay. And we're doing it also at a time when mothers, at least in America – And the motherhood experience is extremely undervalued. It's a broken system. And it's extremely isolating because we see all of the different things. We have all the information that we could possibly want in a lot of ways. But we also have the judgment that goes along with the modality in which we're getting this information. Right? We have the hateful comments and the fear that goes along with, any way of doing things in parenting that is different from what has been the status quo. Whatever kind of mom you, you are is valid and you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into being any specific type of mom. You absolutely do not have to label what you're doing and no matter what you are bombarded with. In terms of the different ways of doing things as a parent and a mom, especially, you are still you. You don't have a baby or have a kid and suddenly turn into a different person who does everything perfectly and has all of this like worldly knowledge of what to do. You go into it with whatever you had before you became a mom. So, whatever baggage you were dealing with, it's still there. And that can be a real mind fuck That can really be very confusing and isolating. I had a picture of what I wanted to be as a mom. It was a very pretty picture. And I was very patient and always knew the right thing to say and to do and fed my kids organic vegetables at every meal. And they were constantly just a a ball of joy and I was a ball of joy. And that's my vision. That's what I want. And that's kind of how I went into this is thinking like, okay, well, that's, we'll just make that happen. I've been able to make pretty much every other vision that I've had happen. So surely this would work out the same way, right? Well, it's, it's not possible. (laughs) So you have to find other ways to go about this. And it took me it took me this long so just so you know, I I have these credentials, I have experience, I know psychology, I know child behavioral psychology and child development. I know it. Intellectually, I know these things. However, when it comes to actually in practice, functionally, day to day, it's been a roller coaster and what I have figured out and maybe, you know, I can help you figure out Quicker than I did, is that really at the end of the day, no matter how this is panning out for you, what kind of kids you have, what experiences you have, what challenges, what shit you're going through, in order for this to work, there are two main things that you really need to take a look at. And number one is if you took away every outside influence. It and if you took away whatever unconscious, subconscious beliefs and conditioning you had in your life, whatever ideals were instilled into you from your upbringing, from your parents, if you took away what they instilled in you, as far as what a good kid, what a good parent looks like, and you took away. All of the outside external influences in society and the standards and expectations and what is considered normal and what is considered good. If you took away all of that, what would you be left with? What do you care about? What are your for living a joyful experience in parenting and in life, honestly? What are those things? And operating from those things. So for me, it came to a point where I was hypervigilant. I was always just a little bit high strung. I was stressed. I was overwhelmed. I was worried, anxious, trying to control things that aren't really my job to control what what are they doing? Oh, they're climbing. Oh, they're they're getting messy. Oh, that's not how you do that. That's not how you're supposed to play with that thing. We're not feeding them the right foods. You know, they're watching too much screens. And it was turning me into this ball of anxiety. And I'm already, you know, prone. <laughs> okay, I'm prone to the anxiety. So this was not helpful. And my husband was reflecting it back to me just, you know, like, chill out. What is wrong with you? He was constantly kind of like, either annoyed at it, at at these traits that I was displaying, or like just trying to bring me back down. Because I mean, there is a reason he married me, right? And it's definitely not because of my ability to control everything. So I was recognizing that. And one day I said out loud to my husband, I think a big part of the issue, the problem, why this is happening is that I don't know the difference between my own Priorities and what I've been conditioned to think is important. It was like I was looking at my kids, and some things it was, I could feel it was as though my own parents were there watching, and I was thinking what they would be thinking in this scenario. And that's just in the comfort of our own home. So when we're out in public, and my kid is whining, or grabbing, or crying, or yelling, or whatever it is that is a real pressure that that I would feel. Like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? These are strangers. But for some reason, we are so concerned with what they think and the way that our family looks to them. And it's like this pissing contest of who can control their kids better? Who has kids that have better manners and like they're show ponies or – circus monkeys or whatever, right? Wow, your, your kid is just so well-behaved. Like, who cares? I mean, it's it's nice. We'd all love for our kids to, to go out and they're quiet and they're calm and no one's crying. But these are normal, developmentally normal behaviors. That is literally their brain developing. So that's the biggest thing, I think. I have found that 90% of the stress and the difficulty in parenting was this invisible or visible if you're in public pressure to perform almost to to be playing this role of being a good mom. Is this is this being a good mom? And then when things out of my control happen, which is all of the time, because little kids, they they're their own people, first of all, but they're also missing their prefrontal cortex. So they're gonna have irrational to us, reactions and they're going to cry and they're going to be loud and they're going to make mistakes. But when these things would happen, i would be like, "Oh my god, don't we don't want this to happen." And like in a way, it's it's not our fault. It's it's a f- it's a fight or flight stress response, especially for moms like overstimulation and loudness. And, and we're going to talk about that more too. But at the end of the day, things would go awry <laughs> from what. I wanted them to be, right, from the expectation that society has kind of like inadvertently placed on us all and our kids. And inevitably, I I would then become upset, anxious, enraged that things were not going according to plan. So basically, what I'm saying is throw out the plan. Outside of your child doing something that's going to harm themselves or others, like, let's let's loosen up a little bit they can't expect it to be perfect we can't expect it to be perfect the ways in which they act that we consider to be not socially okay like if they get upset in public or they're rude or whatever it is we were all that way at some point and a lot of us still are i mean imagine how you would feel if you got upset and then you overheard someone come and tell your spouse ugh we got to get that under control, you know? Ew, ew. It's not their job to decide what is acceptable or good. And if we could all agree to just stop placing these completely unmanageable expectations on ourselves and on our kids, a lot of it would be solved, I think. So you're going to be hearing from moms, and parents, and experts, and people with different perspectives. And we're going to break this parenting paradigm. We're going to shift it together. And we're going to figure out a way to parent that feels good. Because yes, this shit is hard. Raising a human being is hard, but it doesn't need to be that hard. There is a way to find more joy and ease in parenting and damn it, we're going to find it. The most important thing is that we're able to have these conversations to shine a light on what is actually happening here, how we can do better, how we can evolve as humans and as parents and as a society. So buckle up. And get ready. And I hope that you are able to take something away from this, even if it's just starting to observe what it is that you care about when it comes to your kids and parenting. And maybe start to chip away at the things that you don't actually care about. For me, it took a weight off my shoulders. I hope it does the same for you. We'll be dropping new episodes every Monday. If you have enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this episode. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Same Shit, Different Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review. Your positive feedback helps us reach even more like-minded parents and is much appreciated. Until next time, friends.